The call on the ice stands. We got a goal. I'm loving these kids. I want to adopt them. How's that? I want to clean them up and raise them as my own. What's up, Squid Squad? You're listening to the Squid Pod. I'm Dan Morris. This is my brother, Jeremy. How's it going, eh? And welcome to episode seven, the Tim Horton episode. As always, we'll be coming to you every two weeks, every Tuesday. You can follow us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and more. And you can follow us on Twitter, at TheSquidPod. Anyway, Jeremy, how was your weekend, this Seattle Seahawks-less weekend? Yeah, I was a little sadder watching football this weekend. I uh, I love my Hawks, so I was pretty bummed that they had such a poor showing in their uh, in their uh. playoff game. But, you know, can't win every year, but... Um, you know, it, it was all right. Got some stuff done around the house. I, I really want a donut now that you mentioned it's the Tim Horton episode. Uh, <laughs> what about you? How, how, how are things over at, uh, at the other Morse household? Oh, you know, they were pretty good. You know, I, I, I'm, I was really glad to have hockey back the first week of hockey right after the Seahawks lost. It was great. It was such a smooth transition. I was sad about the Seahawks for about one day and then bam, new NHL season was here and it's like, oh, great. It does, it does feel <laughs> it does feel right. I, I I'm with you there. It absolutely feels right. Um, also, another another good news. It it felt right seeing USA stun Canada and take home gold to the World Juniors. I know we we only come at you every other week these days, folks. So we're a little behind, but that was that was a beautiful sight to see. That was so wonderful. When when was the last time the US won uh, the World Juniors? Do you remember? It's been not that long. It was just a couple years ago. They won, in, yeah, uh, they won in they won a shootout against ago. Canada. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. But they've. Uh, They've beaten Canada. That was the fourth straight time that U.S. and Canada have met in a gold medal game, and the U.S. has beaten them. Whew. Love it. Love it. And Canada was supposed to be the powerhouse this year. They had just everyone on their roster is a first-round pick, and they just could not do anything against the U.S. team. It was wonderful It was incredible. They racked up goals the entire tournament, and there was talk of, like, it could be one of their best teams ever. And it still, I mean, it still might have been. They were... They were that dominant throughout, but you know, credits credit to us for bringing uh, bringing a strong team themselves and playing, getting a couple goals, playing a sound defensive game, getting a good goaltending, and taking home gold. Finland, congrats to them; they took home bronze uh, over Russia. Um, so one of us did have the correct gold medal game. We both had the wrong winner. We both thought Canada was going to win, but I at least I at least gave us credit of getting there. Dan, defend yourself to the American hockey fans listening. You had us losing in the quarterfinals and not even playing. On the last day, what do you I have did. to say? I'll take all the shame. It was I had no faith. I I apologize. <laughs> I lost this battle, and I was you know what I'm really glad to be wrong on this one. That I'll, that that was that was a smart play. At least if you're going to be wrong, at least at least it's a great thing to be wrong about. That's right. You had the gold medal game <laughs> correct. You had Canada versus USA <laughs> with Canada on top. Uh, I did it was hard. The, Even I can pick. I picked one the gold, same though. two teams in the bronze medal game. I had Russia Finland. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you the win on this on this World Juniors predictions. <laughs> yeah, hey hey, it was well. I'll, I'll take I'll take what I can get. Um, <laughs> other good news for the for the kids. A lot of kids in that tournament. It sounds like the WHL might actually play, right? Yeah, last I heard was a twenty four game season was announced. Uh, that sounds right. Twenty four, twenty eight, something like that. 
So they're going to play a short, really, real short season. Should be getting back. Rumors are in February. We should find out more at the end of this month by uh, just a couple of days on Thursday. What day is the 22nd? Yeah, I think I heard, I saw something on Twitter that the 22nd they were going to let us know some more stuff. It sounds like they're looking for a February start. Um, I think 24 games. I think you're right. I think that's what I, that's what I heard as well. Um, so 24 game season there there's there's some rumors that there might not be any teams playing in American cities it might be all in Canada so I don't know what that means for the US division teams but those are all rumors it's all hearsay so we'll we should find out more later this week um, but yeah that's a, that, that, that that should be good news it should be more hockey yeah we don't know if um, I mean they might not have every team play they might condense it to a fewer teams uh, we'll find out more later this week but just playing a little bit of hockey should be good good to get these kids a little more experience especially the ones that are draft eligible this year get some more tape on them for all those teams heck yeah absolutely um and what what yeah. happened uh, anything happened with the kraken the last couple weeks since we last came at you yeah in kraken news they made a couple new hires in the front office they hired jason botterill as the assistant general manager and norm mckiver as the director of player personnel couple new names they've got quite long track records what have the what have these two guys done in the league man yeah it's a it's it's exciting to see the front office start to get filled out um i had to look up these guys i know the, the names were familiar they both were nhl players back in their day but um they bring a lot of championship pedigree bottero worked for the penguins for 10 years and uh, in that 10-year window the the penguins won the cup in 2009 16 and 17 and then mckiver uh, has been with the Blackhawks for the last 14 years, and they also won three cups in that time. They won in uh, 2010, 13, and 15. So, um, you know, guys that have been around winning organizations, I'm always for bringing them in and uh, and absolutely hearing what they have to say because you know they've they've been around the block and they've seen what works. Yeah, man, that's a whole lot of hardware between those two guys. So they're bound yeah. to have some good input. You know, they've seen what it takes to build a championship team. So just having them in the front office is that's exciting stuff. Um, I'm very hopeful for for those two guys. Yeah, now if I bump into them on the street, I can I can ask to see a champion uh, a Stanley Cup ring too. That's right. Show me your Stanley Cup them. ring. If I had three of them, I would be wearing one everywhere I went. <laughs> so you, would you change <laughs> it out every day? I don't know. I'd want to. I'd probably want to keep one of them like perfect. But I mean, there might be like I don't know. You know, maybe I just pick one that I would. I would just. I would want to wear it, man. If you one you'd wear <laughs> all the time. Just replace. I would replace my wedding ring. <laughs> yeah right like just like get it fitted for your wedding ring finger and then just like wear it on your on your ring finger as your wedding ring that's a perfect Absolutely. idea yeah i would never take it off <laughs> yeah or you know maybe like uh you know then yeah then i can give one to the wife and i can tell her she like where this is your wedding ring if i had you know multiple if you had two of them yeah why not <laughs> yeah you know anyway yeah. this is these are probably reasons i might i will never have a stanley cup ring but anyway we, we can all we can all we can all dream <laughs> we can dream all right yeah. well in other nhl news the season started there's actually the hockey started. to talk about there's no there's no kraken but we can still talk about uh kraken's biggest opponents i've been watching a lot of the teams in the west mm-hmm. teams in the north i'm really excited about the north division the canadian division it's 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 pretty fun to see all those canadian teams playing only canadian teams me yeah i i'm right there with you there's there's a lot of uh canadian tradition obviously and um, it's just, there's so many fun storylines to watch. I've, I've found myself following that division so far. I think, I think more, more than any other ones. And obviously the West as well with the cracking coming in. Um, but then it's, it's just been so much fun to have hockey back. Uh, I haven't, I haven't really been worried that, that 
one of the big stories coming in was all these there they were doing new ads they they put ads on the helmets um the the spot the divisions all have sponsors now Is the mass the, Sco- Mutual the scotia bank north scotia division? north yeah scotia yeah. north you got the honda west um they all got they all have sponsors but honestly who cares it doesn't sound any different than anything they say when they come to you from the bud light pregame or whatever yeah. wherever the hell they're talking about it every everything all the trophies have sponsors it doesn't matter and the helmets you know the penguins i think it's kind of funny because it's a bright blue square on the side of their helmet but <laughs> Other than that, most of them kind of blend in with the helmets. So for the most part, they're not too noticeable. Yeah, I don't think you know people were worried about it. I don't think that's been that's been a big deal at all. But um, as far as hockey goes, it's been it's been absolutely awesome to have hockey back on uh, every day. I've been watching as much as I can, taking as much as I can in. Uh, there's there's some fun players to watch that could be on the Kraken. You know, we're we're a couple games in. It's a long hockey season, but a lot of times in the first couple games of the season is not like the first football game of the year team we all have overreactions things we get excited about what are what, what are some of your overreactions so far all right my biggest overreaction so far let's preface this we we did our predictions for the playoffs and for the bottom bottom feeders in the last episode right our preseason predictions for where the teams are going to land and i picked detroit to come in last in their division again fighting for the bottom spot in the nhl and my one-week overreaction is they're going to be closer to fighting for a playoff spot than they are fighting for that last play spot. The Detroit Red Wings are good. The Detroit Red Wings are fine. They they look <laughs> they're competent. They look like an NHL hockey team. They beat the Carolina Hurricanes, who I have winning the Stanley Cup in my prediction. Monday morning they hung in there with they hung in there with the Blue Jackets, who are a tough team, and they, they made it look good, man. I I'm excited to watch the Red Wings. It's weird. Bobby Ryan showed a little feistiness this morning. They did, man. Dylan Larkin got in a fight with his best Actually, friend. <laughs> he might have just—he might have just got two. I don't know. I don't—I didn't see the score sheet, but that might have been the reason they didn't win too. <laughs> did you? Did you see though? I mean, him and Wierenski are buddies, and they're both like from yeah. Detroit. And they—I mean, I hope you saw it. All they talked about the whole the whole broadcast, which uh-huh. made it so funny when they got into a fight with each other. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I saw Hockey Larkin. Weird. Like, like, like visiting teams aren't allowed to have. Uh, to get tickets this year, obviously for for obvious reasons, but some you know families allowed in some games, and Detroit is letting family in. And Dylan Larkin, because they were childhood friends, and they're both from the Detroit area. He got tickets for Zach Wierenski's parents, which is so funny. And then oh, that's they got to yeah, and it's oh man, it's you just you, you can't imagine anything better. Then I saw uh, Bjorkstrand was trying to throw down. Yeah, it's, they had some weird weird names were, were going after it. I don't know why, because they had just scored a goal, too, to make it a one-goal game. I think they didn't think the goal was going to count. Nobody could have thought that goal was going to count. I know I that Ryan got hit, but he, he knew he fell into the goalie. I was pretty yeah. surprised that goal counted. Me, too. Uh, well, if so on the replay, you can see Bobby Ryan. He stops, and when the goalie gets the puck, he makes a concerted effort to stop and, like, pull his upper body back. I noticed, and you and he waits until a Blue Jacket hits him into the goalie i'm i'm still shocked it was called a goal honestly but watch it again i think bobby ryan stopped on purpose thinking oh shit i somebody pushed me into him i think it was a smart play well well yeah i i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you at all he definitely got like it's just one of those things that i'm just like i I mean if you're gonna when, when you're already crashing the net and you're getting that close it's one I, I, I do I, I was surprised it was called a goal. I'm not necessarily saying it was even the wrong call. It might it it was it was well played, but uh, but it, it was interesting. It was he was 
he, he, he got drilled into the goalie. The goalie had absolutely no chance to make the save. And, uh, and they called it no goal on the ice. So I was, yeah. all those things combined, I was just very surprised. But, you know, one thing you'll, you'll learn if you're a new hockey fan is you never, ever know with the goaltender interference what the hell the call is going to be. It is, yeah. it is not like anything you'll see in NFL challenges. Um, I would almost say it's worth a challenge every single time in the NHL if you think there might be goalie interference because it's all over the place. Goalie interference is what the catch rule in the NFL was, you know, four years ago. Mm-hmm. What is a what is goalie interference? I don't know. I read the rule once. I looked up the rule book and I like, I I, I read it to try and understand, and I still couldn't tell you any of these challenges. It's still a coin mm-hmm. flip. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's it's it, it's it's a tough one to see. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. my my overreaction: the Detroit Red Wings are going to finish fifth in their division. Oh wow! Fight for that last playoff spot. Wow, how about that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what what about you? What's your overreaction from this? It's only week? been a couple games. Well, on the other vein, thinking about my overreaction, I'm looking at some of the some of the picks that I made that I may have not been that I don't feel too keen on right now. Um, you know, I had uh, I had the Penguins bouncing back this year and making the right moves like they always do and winning their division in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. doing going back to what they do and being inconsistent and missing the playoffs, and then Philly proceeded to smack Pittsburgh around <laughs> in the first two games. Um, so that makes me a little nervous there. Uh, Philly, you know, Philly with Carter Hart, actually, you know, maybe, maybe something to, to not ignore, not ignore out East. They may, they may actually be here to stay for a couple years. Um, but more, I think my, my biggest overreaction, I had the Habs missing the playoffs, the, the, the Montreal Canadiens. Um, oh, man. and, and, and <laughs> they might win the division. They're, they're good, they're, man. They look really good, and it's not surprising, you know. I just, I guess, I just, I didn't really. It's, it's the Canadians, and you know, it's, 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 it's. They're, they always screw everything up. They have Carey Price, and it's just like, uh, he's like Felix Hernandez. He's just been wasted <laughs> up there, uh, being the stud of a team, getting so many shots, and just, it, and and having no offense in front of him. And now they have an offense. They have special teams. Um, you know, they have Jake Allen to back him up, who is a legit backup. Like they. They, they they actually I think the Montreal Canadiens might actually win the division. I think that's my biggest overreaction is I had them missing the playoffs and I think they're gonna beat everybody in the in the in the in the, in the Scotia North. <laughs> they're one of I think uh, half a dozen teams that don't have a regulation loss yet. And they look good top to bottom, man. Offense, defense. And then they got Carey Price in net. You know? Yeah. Like, Carey Price has yeah. been consistently voted like by his peers as the best goalie in the NHL for like five straight years. Yeah, uh, Nick Suzuki has looked really good. Really kid. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they got uh, Emmy still playing on there. I mean, their whole Senate, they're, they're yeah, those forwards all look great, man. Yeah, no, they 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 are they are for real. I think I I just looked too much at the team and uh, and just had I just had no respect. You know you know who they are? They're the Cleveland Browns. They've been the Browns for for so long. They're not necessarily Browns because they have a much better heritage. They're like. They used to be the Yankees, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but like, they've just been, I mean, man, they've just been a mess for, for so can, many years. And yeah, you just ignore them ever since they won their last Stanley cup. They've been easy yeah. to just sort of forget about. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh they, they, they look like they're here to stay. They look for real. And now at this point, it's only a handful of games in, but an overreaction, I think they're going to win the division and I'll, I will now be shocked if they, if they miss the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and Going back to what you said earlier about Pittsburgh, 
I'm a, I'm gonna jump on board that overreaction too. Uh, I had them making the playoffs, and I'm starting to think they're gonna be this year's Sharks. They're you gonna remember, drop way off. You're thinking. Do you remember the San Jose Sharks were were consistent contenders for a decade, and then last year all of a sudden it just they the bottom fell out. And you well, know Pittsburgh, also... it could. Ha- I mean, I it's early. Pittsburgh could still fight for those plays. They still have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, but. I watching them, they don't look like they have it all together. Maybe it's still preseason for them because they didn't get any preseason games. But right now, they just don't look right. Pittsburgh never looks right at some point during the season. A lot of times in the beginning, and also even if they're going to drop, they they they're not going to be the Sharks. I think that's definitely a huge overreaction because you know the Sharks lost their captain, Joe Pavelski, left, and even though he was older, I mean he. He then the team he then went to went to the Stanley Cup Finals, so he obviously brings value. So the Pittsburgh Penguins did not lose Sidney Crosby. They did not lose Evgeny Malkin, and if they didn't lose either of those two, like they're not gonna they're not gonna suck. They 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 may have their ups and downs, but I don't know about them being the Sharks. I I think that's a that's a pretty big overreaction. It's a pretty heavy one. I I don't <laughs> think it's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, you either got to say it or not, man. Don't give me that out of the realm of possibility. Are the Penguins going to suck or not? <laughs> penguins are going to suck. <laughs> All right, I love That's it. That's what I love par- to hear. I'm partially picking with my heart there. I like <laughs> I like when the Penguins suck. So hey, go. they suck the first two games, man. So like so far, you're more right than me. <laughs> they they have not looked good. So they have a lot of they have a lot of work to do. I, I will I will say that as it stands right now. Um, you know who else has a lot of work to do? There's there's two teams in the NHL that as of as of this podcast being recorded have not recorded a regulation goal. One of them is the Dallas Stars. They have not played a game due to 17 players and five more staff members testing positive for COVID. Um, <sighs> the other is the the Boston Bruins who have been playing games. If I'm right, right, Dan, they've been playing games. They've been playing games, but they haven't. Yeah. They haven't. They haven't scored a five on five goal. Oh, regulation! Sorry, I was saying regulation. I meant even strength, even strength goal, and even strength goal. Excuse even strength me. Yeah. Goal. Nothing. How many games have they played? Three. Three or four? Three. Three games. Three games. They played three games. Have not yeah. scored an even strength goal. They are missing. To be fair, they're missing Pasternak, and they're <laughs> heavily. They're a heavy like top end. Like they that, that mm-hmm. when that line is healthy, Marshawn, Pasternak, mm-hmm. and uh, Bergeron, that's arguably the best top line in the NHL. So they're missing a third Very of that, and after that, they don't have opinion. much. Huh? Very arguably, in my opinion, I think that is really what. They're 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 good. They're they're so yeah. good. They're one of the top lines. They're 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 one right. of the top lines. They just get so much. They just get so much publicity. They do. But, really you know, good. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I'll have to get back to, I'll have to come up with a better one before I can actually, yeah. actually fight you on that. Cause they are, I said, argue, most teams spread their best players around and piss and Boston <laughs> rolls them all into one line. So it does make it hard to put three people together that, that sound, that sound better. But it is looking abundantly clear that when that top line is not producing this team, maybe, uh, can't score goals, which mm-hmm. is a serious problem. If you'd like to win games in NHL, cause you do have to score in order to win. But if they're the best line in hockey, there should never be that many times where they're not producing because they're the best line in hockey, so they should always they should always be producing. I mean, again, they're missing a third of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, right now, for sure. But it happens every year is what I, my, my point. Is it happening, you know, 
Last year, this was a problem, too. They go through droughts where if that line, just for whatever reason, you know, yeah. sometimes the puck doesn't bounce your way. It hits the post, it goes out instead of going in. And when that when it happens to that line, when their chances are just a little bit off, you know, it it messes with, with all their scoring. They, they, they don't have a lot of scoring depth, and it's really showing itself right now because Pasternak's not going to come back till I think he's scheduled to come back in, like, the middle of February, right? Like, about a month into the season. Oh, man, I didn't know. Was it is it that long? I thought it was I think shorter, so. but... I think so, I, but um, either way, he can't come back soon enough if you're if you're a Bruins fan. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I had them winning the division. I'm still, I still think the Bruins come back and at least make the playoffs if they don't win the division. So I yeah, they, I'm not going to overreact in, to this one. What about you? I'm not going to overreact either because I have them missing the playoffs and I think they're right on oh, schedule. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you should be feeling pretty good about that one. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think like, but the problem is, is I have them in Philadelphia both missing, and I honestly, they those are two teams that probably should make it. I was just, you know, I just, you know, hockey hockey changes so quick. It's it's hard to say. So all this stuff is is opening weekend and it's overreactions and there's lots lots to happen yet. But um, and the Bruins, they've looked, they've looked, you know. They've looked a little sloppy so far. They definitely need need. They definitely look a little. They need to get their their shit together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, let's see. What about out west? I know Vegas still looks as good as everybody expected them going into the year. Haven't yeah. lost yet. They haven't played anybody yet, right? Who'd they play? They played San Jose. Uh, let's see. They played Arizona and Arizona so far. San Jose and Arizona. So. so it's hard to. It's but but they've done exactly what they they should do, you know and. And yeah. in hockey this year, you know, I, I'm curious to see how the records pan out because playing everybody twice in a row in a short period of time, it's hard to beat the same team back to back. You know, I don't know what the yeah. analysts would say. I might be full of crap there, but um, it feels like playing the same team twice in a row, you're more likely to see more splits than anything. Um, and if that's the case, it might sort of keep the standings kind of maybe closer than they would be in another. And with the season being shorter, there's not enough time for teams to necessarily separate themselves from the pack. So you may see a little bit more of teams, you know, battling for playoff spots for a little bit, you know, longer than, than normal. Um, but yeah, out, out West Vegas did look good so far with who they've played. Uh, Colorado looked, you know, a little, little shaky on opening night and then, you know, proceeded to win eight, eight to nothing on the, the second yeah, night. They, uh, the, that game one was their preseason. Yeah. And, and they're playing they're, the blues and that, that's good a good now. team. The blues is, a, the blues are yeah. a good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the blue. Uh, that's that's why I want to see Vegas play. I want to see Vegas play the Blues or Colorado because those are the three teams going into the year that I thought were the best teams. Yeah. And so far this year, I think it, out west, those are still the best teams. Yeah, that 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 I'm right with you. I don't think anything's changed there. Those three are the best, and that other spot is still up for grabs. It could be anybody. Um, yeah. The California teams in Arizona and Minnesota, they'll all play each other enough to to settle out that last spot. Um, but Minnesota so far, surprised me a bit. Yeah, Minnesota's looked better and more exciting than I'm used to. Yeah, yeah, they have uh, they have the Kirill Kaprizov. Ka- Kirill Kaprizov, yeah, man, he scored off his skate, his first first career goal yeah. off his skate in overtime. Was that on purpose? Yeah. Do you think that breakaway? No chance. <laughs> I've done that. There's no chance that was on purpose. That was not a Kucherov move. No. Okay. Yeah. My opinion. It was fun. Oh, it's super I, I fun! Think, I think you're right. I don't think I don't think it was. I remember person. one time when I was in high school, where we I remember game was tied and I got a breakaway and I scored with like a couple minutes left and I did, and I I basically did a Kucherov on accident. I went to deep and I just lost the puck because you know like I was playing they didn't they don't cut the ice cream periods you know like I'm you know yeah. I, this, this ice sucks by the end of the game. Yeah, and blame the ice. The puck, 
And don't get me wrong, when the puck went in, oh, I went down to one knee and I sallied on like hard. <laughs> and I got like some of the kids were making fun of me. They were like, "You lost the puck." I was like, "Whatever, man. It went in. Like, and we're like, we're now winning. You know, like, oh man." So. It don't matter how it don't matter. Sometimes you just like you just do all the right things and the puck just goes in and you don't question it. You just celebrate. Yeah, man. This is why I don't evaluate players on goals. You got to use expected goals. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, I saw. I oh, the ex get out of here! Right. You're throwing me, you're throwing me off now. You're throwing you're throwing you're throwing me all off. Mm. Did you see? Did you see the, what's the kid in New Jersey's name? He got his first career goal in overtime too. Oh, uh, your, your, your give, um, I gotta look it, I gotta look it up. Cause I know he just, you saw the interview, right? Another first, another first career goal in overtime for this kid from Belarus. And yeah, he had just the, the sweetest post-game interview. <laughs> Sharon Govich, right? Igor Sharon Govich. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. 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 I won't spell it for you. You can look it up yourselves, folks. Igor Sharon Govich. Um, <laughs> spell just yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll post the we'll post the, the the interview to the to the pod account, but it was so great. It was so wholesome. He he's learning English and he's so happy. It's getting just hugs it, from yeah, the boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, getting hugs. Yeah, it's 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 good content. Yeah. But uh hey, you know, maybe he'll be a, a Kraken prospect. Somebody to keep an eye on, right? He'll be he'll absolutely. be eligible for the expansion draft. Uh I don't know how many young guys the Devils are going to keep. I don't know where he is in their rankings for their uh mm -hmm. their young during talent pool but mm -hmm. you know if he has a decent year you never know i would love to have him just because he seems so nice <laughs> yeah right he's such uh, a wholesome interview yeah and hey he's he, he scored he scored in overtime he was out there in overtime and he he put yeah. the puck in the net you know we'll see how the season goes but he's definitely a young prospect to keep an eye out they have you know they've had two number one picks in 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 the last few years and they they have a lot of young talent they need to keep, so there's going to be some good, some good young forwards from New Jersey. Miles Miles Wood had had himself a good couple games against Boston, uh, a couple goals, a couple goalie interference calls, a fight. Um, he he, I I didn't know much about him coming into the season, but I know he was a name to watch for Kraken reasons, and I am now a huge proponent of bring Miles Wood to the Kraken. I want a Wood jersey. <laughs> yes, Miles Wood would be would be a fun one on the Kraken based on this short three-game sample size. But, yeah, he's looked really good. He's mixing <laughs> it up. You know, he's scoring goals. And against Boston, Boston's a tough team too, you know. They're not mm -hmm. just good. They're mm -hmm. physical, big, and he's mixing right in there with them. Yeah. No fear. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm all aboard the Miles Wood train. Yeah, uh, we saw. The Devils have too much, too much wood anyways. They got Miles Wood, Mackenzie Blackwood, and Scott Wedgwood all over there. They need to get rid of some wood. <laughs> so we got to take one. That's that's my pitch. Oh man, get out of here! That's that's terrible. <laughs> that's a good um, pitch. <laughs> we uh we saw in that game was a prime example too. Um, that series is how the the teams playing on back to back games has an effect. In the first game, Miles yep. Wood had a couple goals yep. and a couple goal interference penalties. He he was all over all over uh, Tuka Rask, and I, I had the, the Boston broadcast on when I was watching, and they had a whole montage about him. They talked about him, like, in their pregame show, like, you know, is there going to be a response for Miles Wood? And sure enough, the first shift, all, all that happened is behind the net, Kevin Miller just kind of checked him. He checked him hard, but he had the puck, and he checked him, and Wood just looked at him, and he, like, threw his gloves off like he was, like, ready for it, and Kevin Miller and him dropped the gloves, and it was, uh, you already saw teams playing on back-to-back -back nights is going to create more of that intensity. 
is going to be a, a, a mini playoff atmosphere on these second second games mm-hmm. of back-to-backs. There's, there's a couple of three-game series, too. I think there's a four-game series at some point. So Yeah. Yeah, you're going to see more of this, especially if you get three in a row, four in a row against the same team. Yeah, and these teams are all going to play each other eight times a year, or eight times this year. It's going to be... Whew. It's going to be great, except for Canada. They're playing 9 or 10, so it's going to be – it's just going to be awesome. It's going to be yeah. so much fun to watch as the year goes on. You're going to see – I already – it feels good to be to be a hockey fan and get riled up and get mad at somebody on TV again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, oh, yeah. I was watching the, the Canucks and they their struggles against the Flames, which is just, you know, maybe overreaction I was trying to avoid. I had the Canucks, you know, putting it all together <laughs> and winning the division this year, and they have not started that way, but – Matthew Chuck is so good at what he does. Oh, Matthew Chuck knows exactly what he is, and he plays the part perfectly, and it works. It's it's really frustrating to watch for thirty <laughs> other NHL teams. For any non-Calgary Flame fans out there, if I was you, a Calgary Flame, if I was a Calgary Flame fan, I would absolutely have a Kachuk jersey. <laughs> I'd have two, one in red, one in white. Man, come on, dude. He's uh, like, if I, yeah, it's it's impossible to say that you wouldn't, but like. As a you know Canucks follower, and we will be playing the Flames in division when the Kraken joins, so we will be ready to hate him. Um, he just like man, he's so good at what he does. I say that. So tonight I'm watching, and Calgary's up two to one. It's late in the second. They're on the power play, and Matthew Chuck, he just right as right as the goal is covering the puck, Demko's covering the puck. He gives him a good jab with his stick, like right at the whistle, not too late where he's he should get a penalty for it, but hard enough, you know where the defenseman has to do something and he's just standing in front of the goalie. And then the big ogre, Tyler Myers, you know, who looks like a giraffe on skates. He's he's just too tall. (laughs) He's too tall. He's like, he's listed at six, seven. I don't believe it. He's at least six eleven if he's not seven foot. (laughs) (laughs) He skates over and he punches Matthew to Chuck in the face, which was the right move. But the way he did it, like he extended his whole arm. He's still holding onto a stick with both hands. So it almost looks like he's cross checking him. But to Chuck just sees it coming. You can see him stand there. And the second the gloves hit him, he got punched hard with a glove on right in the face. Don't get me wrong. He's also a hockey player, and he could stand there and take it and fight back. <laughs> but he just dropped like a sack of potatoes. And the ref immediately, and I knew it was coming. He blows the whistle. He points at Myers. He throws him in the box. Five on three. Calgary scores with a second left in the second period. It's three to one. Might as well not even come out for the third. It's game over. <sighs> Oh, Matthew DeChuck just being so good at what he does and just so infuriating. And I, I wanted the rest to be better. I, I wanted an embellishment on that call. <laughs> I, I'm going to hate him next year when, when the Kraken play Matthew DeChuck. Uh, oh, I try man. to be an outside observer when I watch him and just go, man, this kid is a real shithead. But he causes <laughs> chaos, which is like pretty fun for me. I enjoy when things get a little chaotic. So absolutely, uh, from afar, it's, it's he brings an entertainment value. He almost single-handedly brought the Battle of Alberta like back from like he from did. what I hear, as good yeah. as it's been from before we were even born. Like mm-hmm. last year was as good as 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 a rivalry as I've seen since like almost Detroit Colorado days. Mm-hmm. Like in our that was like our day in the '90s was the the, the Detroit Colorado one. But you know, Penn's Washington was good for a few years, but the the Battle of Alberta with what him and Cassian got going, it's he's he definitely. I'm with you. I'm I'm for the havoc he causes, but when it happens against the team that I have happened to be following, you know, I still find myself yeah. watching the Canucks more than anybody else so far. And God, it's it, it's 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 just maddening. 
Yeah, that's totally fair. I can I can see that. Uh, but, I've managed to distance myself from the Canucks enough to where <laughs> it didn't bug me. <laughs> yeah, well, res- respect to him, you know, credit due. Like he, like I mean, you know, it, it was it was a huge play, and he's a super talented player, and uh, you know, we'll have plenty of years to to get mad at him to look for to get mad at him looking forward to. Yep, definitely. All right, uh, any other teams you want to hit on? Let's see. So far, I don't know. We can might have to. Come back. Who else? Who else is? Who else has jumped out? How, how's your How's your Hurricanes doing? They're off to a good start. I mean, yeah. Aside from the loss to the Detroit Red Wings, <laughs> but that's okay because the Red Wings are going to be good this year. Oh, that's so right. That's, that's actually right. a It's actually a, a decent loss. No, yeah, the, that's right. The Hurricanes look all right. Uh, Mrazek got a shutout in the first game. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you like to see that. Like Hamilton hasn't broken his leg or anything yet. Yeah. So Sebastian Ajo is. I love watching Sebastian Ajo, man. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, yeah, he's so good. Yeah. Plus, so I, yeah, the Canes are looking looking pretty good so far. And Svechnikov doesn't have to face Ovechkin all year, so he doesn't have to worry about getting knocked out. Yeah, that's a, another plus. Another plus. I don't think <laughs> Svechnikov's plus. ever going to challenge Ovechkin to a fight. <laughs> I'll be curious to see if he drops the gloves ever again. He's a big enough guy, but that would be he's pretty big. jarring. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not. God, I can. I would. I mean, of course, I would never fight Alex Ovechkin in the first place. <laughs> I couldn't imagine just a lot of those guys do it though. It's happened to a lot of those guys at some point in their like junior career, and I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> yeah, I, just getting in a scrum after getting knocked out cold in a fight, I would be like, <laughs> you see a, a glove come to your face, and that'd be, that, yeah, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> this is why me and you talk about the game, Dan. <laughs> yeah, we'll just talk about. It. I like, you know, I can yell, shoot the puck, or oh come on, from the comfort of my own home where they can't hear mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. It's just just how I like it. As long as I can be there in person next year when the Flames are there to to, to scream Matthew to Chuck, even though he can't hear me, and I can just <laughs> scream like he can because I'll be so mad at him for getting all my players thrown in the box. It'll make you feel a little bit better, right? <laughs> hey, it'll feel it'll feel like feel a little bit like normal, just, you know. Just a smidge, yeah. That's all that matters. <laughs> Do you watch any Washington any Capitals games? Yeah, man, the the Caps. Uh, TJ rocked out the first game, goal and two assists. He was, I think, it was the first mm. star of the game. He had to, he had a good opening night. He that's the he first they, they, the first captain of the Seattle Kraken, TJ Oshie. To you, yeah, you know, very very well maybe. Um, they, uh, I think they they split right. Who did they play? I'm trying to remember before they played Pittsburgh. Who did they? Oh uh, yeah, I remember they. Play, I, I only watched the Pittsburgh game. I didn't see their first couple. Um, who did they play? Buffalo, the Buffalo yeah. Sabers. Um, and yeah, they, they beat him twice. So they did their, their capitals thing, you know, Buffalo put up a fight, but, uh, but you know, they, 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 they're the capitals. So, um, they, they looked good there. They lost to Pittsburgh and shootout in that, uh, in that next game and TJ didn't score, which is always shocking to see. Always yeah, shocking to see TJ Oshie not score in a shootout. It's wild. It's, uh, one of the rare guys that you're surprised to see miss in a shootout. Um, I mean, which is crazy because still, even at one of the best shootout players of all time he's still like 40 percent. so technically he should no he's like 50 percent. is he 50 because i want right. he's like been for his career he's been slightly over 50 for most of it which is why it's so amazing it's crazy I mean, yeah I, I gotta I, I gotta find out now what his yeah. percentage is i thought he was just shy of 50 but i do know he's still one of the best he might be just shy now because i feel like they they, they get into so many shootouts it's hard to yeah let's see here i shoot out percentage Minimum 10 shootout attempts. TJ currently ranks 12th at 51.1. Wow. That's impressive. 
It says he is. Let's see. I feel like this can't be right. Maybe he's need to set the minimum higher. He's got he's got a lot of shootout attempts under his belt. How many does he have? Can you see? I know that's what I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Like how many attempts? It, this, yeah, no, because this says he's 45 for 88, and I feel like he's got to have way more than that. That's got to be more. Shootout's been around too long. Although I guess 88's a lot of shootout attempts. No. Well, you can't get more than one per game. Yeah, and you can only get a couple a and year, then, I guess, to go to shootout. Yeah. 88, I guess, is kind of a lot. What, 10 per year for eight years? That might be about right, yeah. Might be about right. I guess I believe that. <laughs> I'm on records.nhl.com. Oh, I, well, if you I can't prove me wrong. <laughs> trust <him. laughs> No, I can't prove you wrong. Anyway, TJ's great at shootouts, and he missed... That means he's due to, to make the next one, right? Because if he shoots 50%, he's guaranteed to make the next one. Guaranteed? He shoots over 50%. It's numbers. <laughs> it's math. It's, uh, it's analytic stuff, Dan. It's math. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> now, watching that uh, Cavs-Pens game, I always love a good Cavs-Pens game, man. Ovechkin and mm-hmm. Crosby is just such a unique rivalry because you got two first mm-hmm. overall picks that came into the league in the same year, which can literally never happen again <laughs> right <laughs> right it, yeah. it, it just it won't i mean it it's, might i guess but if you take the first overall pick if you take the first overall pick and you put him back to his junior team you better you are a brave general manager in today's nhl yes that is correct that first overall pick better better contribute the first game that, that's um, yeah even though yeah but uh yeah ovechkin went played he played in russia for a year right yeah, during the lockout. Yeah, he oh, was right. The before, lockout season. He was the year before Crosby, right? Yeah, it was the lockout season. I forgot. Was, yeah, that's it was why. the lockout season, and then the Penguins got Crosby, and so then they entered the NHL the same year, and they both turned out to be incredible hockey players. Neither of them were generational. Boss, it's just been athletes. so much fun. It's so much fun yeah. to watch for the last fifteen years. Yeah, uh, Ovechkin only has seven hundred and something goals so far. <laughs> I'm so mad that. I'm so mad that he had the shortened season last year. He had the shortened mm-hmm. lockout season. He's got the COVID mm-hmm. year. Because if he plays 82 games all these years, mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to think it's more likely than not that he catches Gretzky's goal record. But I know. And, that, and now, and now if, I feel like and stuff. I feel like he's going to end up just short, and it's always going to be a great debate. Is some people will be like, he wouldn't have done it anyway. And other people are like, look at his goals per game. And if you just give him 82 games these other years, and I mean, Russian machine, no break. That guy... <laughs> That guy, dude, just plays every day, and this is not basketball, so there's no, like, rest games. Like, you uh-huh. play if you can play. <laughs> so um, They probably should have some a couple of rest games once in a while, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's only a goalie thing, though, you know? I mean, like, yeah. there's, in- there's injury stuff that you would play with through in the playoffs that you won't in the regular season, you know? There's, like, minor things like that, but, um, yeah, for the most <laughs> part, I mean, you know, game on. <laughs> game on and it's yeah. fun to have it's fun to have him on man it's fun to have hockey back it feels a little bit like normal some fans in some places pretty minimal um i think i saw florida tried to have fans <laughs> it looked like a normal florida panthers hockey game i'm sure right well it's weird because it's 25 percent they're allowing capacity but it was like 25 percent of the 25 percent that actually bought tickets <laughs> and went you know it was like <laughs> uh, the florida panthers are they're a franchise. They're a hockey team. You know, I'll give them Panthers that. Doing, Panthers doing Panther stuff. Yep. 
All right. I think that about anyway. covers the first week of hockey. Yeah, we'll have plenty more to talk about in a couple weeks. What else What else we got? Should we, should we move on to some games? Yeah, you want to play Remember That Guy? Sure, let's do it. Let's see, let's see who you got for me this week. Perfect. All right, so every week my brother remembers pretty much everything about sports. Uh, stories, stats from 20 years ago. So I'm going to test him each week by naming a random hockey player from uh, Seattle's past and see if you can remember something fun about him. All right, so Jeremy, I got a name for you. We're going to move away from the Thunderbirds this week and go with a, a silver tip. Do you remember oh, Zach boy. Hamill? Why, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> you got a specific, you know, sad memory about him or something? I yeah, I remember Zach Hamill for, for kind of an obscure reason. Um, I think he was a pretty high prospect from what I remember. I think he, he was, was drafted pretty high. He was the overall pick Okay, the so he was. Bruins. So he was an elite prospect then for sure, top ten pick. So Zach Hamill could put the could put the puck in the net. So Zach Hamill played for the Silver Tips right around when they first started. I think he was even there, like like might have been there their 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 very their expansion year. But my my our parents were were billets of the Thunderbirds, and they were still billets when the Silver Tips were ex- expansion year, and for the couple years following before until they moved to Kent. I think they we. They still have players. I think Greg Scott was the last one with that, that that lived with our parents, and uh, and he was there. I think they they had one or two season ticket years with the at the Shower Center in Kent before they stopped. So this was during this was during those days. I believe this was during the Greg Scott days. So I think they were still playing at Key Arena. It might have been their first year in Showwear, but it was right around that time. I, I attended a, a Silver Tip game with some good friends who also had season tickets for the Thunderbirds up until Everett started. Then they switched, and I. Always had beef with them about it, you know. I was like, what, what's the deal with that? But anyway, you know, they live closer to them. No no big deal. So we go to a game together. They had some extra tickets. They invited me. So I'm in the middle of all these season ticket holders forever. One of their first couple years, my T-Birds gear. Everett's way better than Seattle, which is already frustrating enough because they're brand new. And Seattle blows a lead. Late goal. Game goes to overtime. I almost want to say they have like a 3 nothing lead even. Um, anyway, the game goes to overtime. Goes to shootout, and in the shootout, Everett shooting second. Zach Hamill can win the game if he scores, and this guy has the audacity to come in and go between the legs and put the puck in the net, and I, I just, I'll just never forgive him for it. It was so beautiful, and I was so angry. <laughs> I was like such a big Tebur fan at that time, and the Silver Tips were just like I hated them more than Portland immediately for all their immediate success. They were like the Vegas of the WHL. They went to the finals their first year. They really were, yeah. They were. The <laughs> they Vegas. literally were, and then and they're just they were just so good, and they've honestly been pretty much good ever since. Like they're good like every year. They like really haven't been bad, and uh, you know Everett's just been good as WHL goes every year. And Zach Hamill, just the way he scored the goal, it was just I was like, did, my jaw dropped. I was like, did that really just happen? And uh, and I had to just sit there and take it from all the fans. <laughs> Always rough to lose when you're rooting for the for the road team. So, oh oh man. Gosh, I'm gonna, man, I'm gonna find that video though and share it on Twitter. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it between the legs. Zach there should Hamill be goal. there should be there should be video of it. It was a pretty sweet goal and it it, it ended the game. And uh, I think he even had a I think he even threw a pretty good silly in there too. But um, you know they had ugly jerseys. The team just was so infuriating to watch. And uh, and oh man, it was it was brutal. Moving on. Let's talk about movies. Let's talk about movies. So, 
Yeah, each week we've been keeping a running tally while we were breaking down a random hockey movie. And we're keeping track of our drafted hockey teams from with fictional movie characters. So this week we're each going to take a player from Goon 2, The Last of the Enforcers. I've never been a captain before. I hope one day I could be the captain of your dreams. Best wishes, Doug Glad. You ready for this? I am ready for this. What to so so give me a give me a quick refresher. So Goon 2, so the, remind us of where we are after we, we last left Doug Glatt. We left Doug Glatt. He's uh he's still playing for the Halifax Highlanders. Uh in this one they got a new uh owner and his the owner's son plays for a different team. And it's this hotshot kid named Anders Kane, and he can fight like Doug, but he can score goals like Laflem. It's an impressive new style, and uh, the story is, you know, can is there room for a Doug Glatt in hockey if he can't also score goals? Anyway, you know, Doug gets his ass kicked in a fight once. Uh, he leaves for a bit. He retires from hockey. His girlfriend gets pregnant, doesn't want him to fight anymore. Eventually he comes back, he gets to fight this guy, and, uh, it's, you know, it's just like a classic goon movie, just like the first one. Lots of fights. Ross the Boss Ray makes an appearance. He uh, teaches Doug how to fight with his left hand. <laughs> teaches him how to go southpaw. So it's pretty. It's pretty entertaining. It's good to see Ross the Boss Ray, you know, on on the good guy <laughs> side. We don't get that a lot, so you can feel a little bit better about having him on your team. I was gonna say here it is on the good guy side. He's on my team. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely the bad guy in that first one, but right no, he's on. a good guy in this one. Yeah, right so. on. All right, so I believe well, you. So, do you have thoughts on this, or do you want to go straight to your pick? No, yeah, no. This one's a uh, this 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 one's you know it's it's not the first goon, but it's a uh, it's still a pretty entertaining flick. Um, Anders Kane is a is a very good character that they that they bring into this movie, and uh, it's a, a pretty funny dynamic of him being the rival of Doug Glad then. He gets traded to Halifax, and he's on Doug Glatt's team. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they're they're teammates for a bit, and then he ends up leaving the team at the end to then be the big rival and fight him again at the end. But um, either way, it is my pick, and he is the clear choice in this movie. So Anders Kane will be joining my team, not only adding more toughness along with Ross the Boss Ray, my own version of the Bash Brothers, um, but he's also going to put the puck in the net. So. Uh, Anders Kane, welcome aboard. Anders Kane's like a souped-up version of Tom Wilson. <laughs> exactly. That's a, Whenever that's a he's great, not suspended, he'll score a lot of goals. <laughs> Question is, how often <laughs> is he going to be suspended in a given year? No, I mean, I think that's the right pick for this for this movie, though. He's clearly the... I mean, I already took Laflemme, so he's clearly the, the other guy that can score goals. So right. I respect that pick. Yeah, that's a good one. So I mean, Laflem was obviously one. It was the obvious choice in the last one, so he's the obvious choice in this one. So you don't have your options are a little limited in this one. There's not a lot of uh, you know. We don't even really see many of the characters from the last one. So uh, where 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 are you headed with this pick? I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, you're gonna have to dig a little deeper into the the rosters of the Halifax Highlanders to find find a player here. <laughs> you already took Ross Ray. Um, I believe the old captain is retired in this one. His name Gord. <laughs> I don't think he plays. Ogilvy, Gord Ogilvy. Yeah, yeah. I believe he's retired, <laughs> so I don't want to take him because Doug Doug is made captain in this one, which does make it oh, tempting to right. take Doug Glatt for that leadership right. quality. You know, wear the C for my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but I think I'm going to go a different direction, and I'm going to take the goaltender, Marco Belchi Belchor. <laughs> Belchi's my goalie. I love it. He's a, a little, you know, he's unique, but what goalie isn't? Am I right? He, he's you got are 100% the right, right. He's got the right personality for a goalie. Uh, he can make enough plays. I think Halifax has won a championship, so we're going to take him. He's going to be up and down, and we're going to just ri- we're going to ride it out. Bring me <laughs> right in the Belchie train. Yep, I'll get a Belchie jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy's going glove, mommy. This guy's, this going, guy's glove. going glove. <laughs> there you go. I finally have oh, a goalie. Oh man! So, so you also have a goalie that will have. He has his mother painted on his helmet, right? Yes, he does. He does. He's got his mom. He loves his mom. That's okay. It's an okay thing to love your mom. <laughs> is that hey hey? This podcast is pro loving your mom. Don't get me wrong. It's pro um, mom. <laughs> Shout out to our mom for winning our fantasy football championship. <laughs> maybe we can we can paint it. We can paint a maybe we can make the trophy a, a goalie mask and we'll paint mom's face on it and that can be the trophy. Oh my god, that would actually be kind of amazing. <laughs> That's actually kind of cool if we just got to if we just get and then. But it's only painted that way for a year, and then it gets painted over if somebody else wins next year. There you go. We'll have salsa. I kind of course. like this idea. <laughs> I know. Tell. I know. I know. I know. My old beerly goalie has has a guy for for painting helmets. We we know he's a guy. Got a guy. You've got a guy. <laughs> he's got a. He's got a. Part. He's got a helmet painting guy. <laughs> call my old helmet painting guy. Who doesn't have one of those? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there if we you're go. a goalie, you got to have a helmet painting guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There it silly is. That's good too. We've now got. What are we up to? Nine nine guys apiece? No. Yeah, we're, uh, we're 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 starting to fill out here. I think we're let's see one two th- we're seven. No, I mean come on, it's the, the Tim Horton episode. We're at seven. Oh yeah, it's Tim Horton episode. <laughs> we still got, we go. still got some work to do. I got so far. I got uh, Adam Banks, Julie the Cat, Gaffney, Russ Tyler, Johnny Upton, Stevie Weeks, Ross the Bus, Ray, and Andres Kane. You have Fulton Reed, Dwayne Robertson, Guy Germain, Ned Braden, Connor Banks, Xavier Laflemme. And Belchie. <laughs> Belchie. <laughs> All right, oh, I finally stuff. got a goalie. I'm going to take I think that's a good sign. I'm one defenseman short. We both have goalies. Yeah, we I'm both a defenseman have short of a starting lineup. Yeah, you, you don't have a defenseman, but you know what? You're playing like NHL 21. My first power play unit is five forwards, you know? Yeah, see? There you go. Uh, the, the, the Knights only ran out uh, five defensemen and 13 forwards last week, so... I'll yeah. probably end up like that. Well, I think, yeah, for for analytics stuff, I thought you'd be proud of the Canucks tonight. They pulled their goalie with four and a half minutes left. It was amazing. It's the right way to go, man. <laughs> Might have been. It was a little later than I would have liked, but I respect it. Yeah, what what are a, you thinking? Two two goal lead. Goalie. When would you pull the goalie? Two goal lead is hard because uh, it is terrifying to pull him. I think I I actually liked what was it four and a half minutes. It was right about four and a half. I think it was a little under four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Four and a half to five minutes, I think, is, is a sweet spot in there. You yeah. Know, you got, as hey, long as they, you got the right guys on the ice, too. You know, if your first line is you know, on, on the ice, yeah. 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 They didn't uh, They didn't work out for them tonight, but I actually liked the way. I mean, they, they got good pressure for about a minute. And then with three and a half minutes left, they drew a penalty. So they had a six on four situation. And they, yeah. they just they just squandered it. They, they did poorly. And. Um, they just didn't. They just couldn't execute and get the puck in the zone and get control of it on the six on four. But they did like you know they did. It did seem to be at that point you know their their best chance to come back and get two goals. So I'll be curious to see if we start seeing with two goal leads goalies and even maybe maybe with three goal leads maybe even starting to see goalies come out at like you know the eight or ten minute mark. 
I mean, why not? Lose by three, lose by five. What's the difference? You know, it's it'll it'll be interesting to see how that starts to if that starts to make its way in. You got to get. I think you got to get your players' heads wrapped around it too. You don't want your players. You have to get them get on board. Really yeah, mad about it. That's that's yeah. gonna be a key. If you can get your players to understand what you're doing, I think then yeah, I don't think you can really pull them too early. Yeah, you just gotta show them that it'll help them. They, that they want. You know, you have a better mm-hmm. chance to win. Convince yep. them they have a better chance to win. You know, they should get on board. Exactly. Should we do All some right. Squidwards? Yeah, Squidwards. Let's play Squidwards. In case you've forgotten, here's how things work. This week, Jeremy, could you define for the people what a scrap is? Ooh, it's a good old scrap. We're, we're scrap. still talking about goon anyway. Yeah. Good old scrap. That's just a, that's just another word for a, for a fight in hockey. Now, what I will say about a scrap is a scrap is usually described for, you know, when... When both players drop the gloves and are assessed five minutes for fighting. Um, if you go to a game, you'll see lots of times, you know, I've talked to people that have maybe only been to one or two hockey games and they're like, oh man, there was like 10 fights at the game I was at. It was awesome. And I, what, what that means is there probably usually wasn't a scrap. There wasn't an actual drop the gloves fight, but there was a lot of activity, you know, in front of the net after the whistle where players come together, there's pushing, there's shoving, there's some punching with gloves on. Uh, you know, sometimes helmets and one or two gloves might come off, but, you know, it, it doesn't really go from there. And players usually either get two minutes for roughing or, in most cases, for some reason, they usually don't get a penalty. <laughs> um, but when there is a scrap, that is when it's five minutes for fighting, the players got the gloves off, and they are actively trying to punch each other in the face. <laughs> <laughs> got any other good words for a fight? Any other good words? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got what? We got Donnybrook. We got a, a Tilly. Tilly? It's you know? Tilly time, boys. We got, uh, <laughs> it's Tilly time, boys. Yeah, Tarps off. You looking for a Tilly? Uh, I mean, there are, there are, yeah, there's, 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 there's lots of good words for fighting. Yeah. There's a million things. Hockey's got a million let's, words uh, for everything. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's teach them some other stuff. What, uh, tell the people, tell the people what to, on the fly means. Ooh, on the fly. All right. So this is, has to do with a line change. If you're unfamiliar with what a line change is, that just is when uh, in hockey you got five guys in the ice and you got 15 on the bench. So what you're doing is you're getting some of the guys off the ice, fresh legs onto the ice from the bench. Each shift is only, you know, 40 seconds or so. You want to keep those legs fresh. And an on-the-fly change means it's happening during the play. So the puck is live. It's probably You want it to be in your offensive zone, ideally. Uh, you maybe dump the puck in from the red line. You go hustle to the bench, get the change, get the fresh legs out there, get somebody chasing down the puck. Dan, what other sports would you like to see adapt on the fly changing? Oh my god, all of them. I would love <laughs> on the fly changes in everything. Basketball, <laughs> soccer, football. I think you could work it into football. I saw I actually saw a college football game once where they ran um somebody zoomed in on this wide receiver that was running go routes on the sideline, right? They ran mm-hmm. a play, he ran as fast as he could, right? I think there mm-hmm. was it might have been an incomplete pass or they threw it to somebody else. He immediately takes off to his own sideline, which is three steps away, and they sub in another wide receiver. They run another go route against the same cornerback, who then has to chase him again. And they did it three times, but they subbed out the receiver each time and ran the hurry up offense. It was the closest thing I've seen to an on the fly change in football. <laughs> and on the third play, the cornerback is gassed and they hit him deep for like a sixty yard <laughs> touchdown. It was awesome. That's awesome. I loved it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I uh, ba- basketball should have it. Basketball yeah. should have it. It's a five on five sport, and the print the principle is the same as hockey. Get the you know get down to the other end and score. So 
basketball should absolutely have on the fly changing. I think basketball should uh, adapt it, but they should also probably have don't be like the in the vicinity rule. They should probably make you get to the sideline because a court's smaller than in a, a hockey ice. Yeah, that's yeah. And hockey only have to be within like six feet of the bench, and then you're allowed to change up, and the guy can come on before. Yeah, you can still even say they have to be off the court before the next guy steps on. But I think basketball could definitely benefit from from that. Um, what about like you know what I've, I, I was baseball? I like not the, not the ball's live for very long. I don't know what the benefit would would be, but like, could you like do like when you're a little kid and it's like you know. You got someone who has a broken leg, but he wants to play football, so he hits the ball, and then, like, his little brother runs for him. <laughs> like, because you have, like, you know, you imagine the kid, you remember the stance, you've been in the stance, remember, like, T-ball, you get in the stance, like, next to, you get in the stance, like, ready to run, and then as soon as the ball's put in play, you run. You run. <laughs> that would be uh, really entertaining to watch, yeah. Yeah, I'm in. You make baseball more interesting, 2021 challenge. <laughs> I think make makes more interesting. Don't let players be ruled out when they sub out. Let them sub out and in as they please and use your whole roster however you want it. Like Yeah. Let the pitchers yeah. go back and forth, like and have a starting staff for a game. Have like these are the three pitchers we're gonna use today. We're just gonna switch them up every inning, you know? And like oh, that'd be wild. Get weird with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. probably not good I'm for the board. arms, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get we weird should, with it. Uh, we more, should we, consider the arms. We want yeah. We demand more on-the-fly changes in other sports. So now that you know, all know what the on-the-fly means, go go start some petitions on our behalf to get the other sports to start changing on-the-fly. Literally any sport. Ultimate <laughs> Frisbee. Frolf. Com- combat make juggling. Better. Make them all on-the-fly change. <laughs> you gotta love it. Uh, well, on that note. <laughs> on that note, that about does it for our episode this week. Uh, be sure to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, or search for The Squid Pod. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Squid Pod. Jeremy, where can they find you on Twitter? They can find me at Jeremy Morris with an underscore. What about you? At Dan Morris with an underscore. And that will be all. We'll talk to you guys in another two weeks when we take another crack at it. Go cracking. <laughs> <laughs>